Welcome to Lethal Lullabies, the podcast that takes you on a relaxing journey into the action-packed world of your favorite films. Tonight's story is part one of four. May you be slowly lulled to sleep by this new take on the George Miller classic about madness, driving, and now also serenity. So, now, find a good pillow and your trustiest blade and get ready for Lethal Lullaby's Mild Max Sleepy Road Part 1 The world has long since shifted from the hustle and bustle of metropolitan life into a dusty expanse of sand and sleepiness. Somewhere between all the sand and sleep, we meet Max, surveying the sun-kissed landscape. He hears a gentle whisper in the wind. The voice is soft and melodic. Max. Max gazes out at the amber dunes and thinks about the millions of tiny grains of sand slowly shifting beneath the wind. More voices float in. They whisper to Max about his past, but Max doesn't want to think about the past right now. He takes a deep breath in and out, and then another in and out. These steady breaths push the voices away until all that is left is the hum, hum, hum of motorcycles in the distance. Max gets in his car and starts to drive away, hoping to preserve the solitude of this moment. But the hums of the motorcycles turn into roar-like waves breaking along the shore. And pretty soon, the motorcycles overtake Max and his vehicle. 
before he knows what's happened, Max is fast asleep. He wakes up slowly in the citadel, a haven from the desert's heat, but not much else. Outside, the citadel's leader, Immortal Joe, is speaking to the people gathered below. Everyone in the citadel looks tired. Their eyelids droop. Everyone is so close to sleep. But they call out to Joe. One last appeal before they retire. Immortal Joe hears their plea and promises his departing caravan will retrieve Guzzoline from Gastown and bullets from the bullet farm. Then he offers them the thing they prize above all. Water. Immortal Joe pulls back a lever and the townspeople inch closer. Above their heads, sparkling fresh water pours from a large spout. The water splashes onto the ground, cool to the touch. After a lifetime of harsh sand and heat, the water feels almost soft. The people scoop it up in pails and cups, in woven baskets, and in old mufflers. Immortal Joe cautions the people not to become too reliant on the gentle release the water brings. Then he reverses the lever and the water stops with a small gurgle. As the final drops of water evaporate into the balmy air, Immortal Joe orders the caravan on their way. The lead vehicle is a gigantic war rig, driven by one of Joe's most impressive impurators, the one-handed Furiosa. The vehicle itself is so big that it could fit a hundred people or more. The front cabin can comfortably seat six or seven people. Although right now, Furiosa is its sole occupant. She waves goodbye and then starts the rig using a complicated series of buttons and switches. The caravan rumbles through the gates of the city and out 
into the open road. From here, the caravan can go just about anywhere. The vehicles are sturdy and can handle any bumps along the way. If they continue straight ahead, they will eventually reach Gastown and the guzzling needed to power the purring motors of the various vehicles of the Citadel. Or they could turn right, off to the Bullet Farm to pick up ammunition for the many war boys in Joe's battalion. But Furiosa has something else in mind. She turns her steering wheel to the left and the war rig pulls away from the Bullet Farm and away from Gastown. One by one, all the vehicles in her caravan turn and follow suit into the dusty and desolate expanse. Back at the citadel, the caravan's unexpected path troubles Immortal Joe. He moves through his wasteland palace to the room that stores his most prized possessions, usually locked behind a gigantic circular door. Immortal Joe orders for the door to be opened, but it's made of a heavy metal that is difficult to move. Inch by inch, the door rotates, slowly revealing what's inside. Immortal Joe gazes into the room, now empty. His worst fears now confirmed. Furiosa has snuck off with his wives. She is driving them away to freedom. Immortal Joe calls out to his war boys. In Max's room, a group of war boys prepare to chase down Furiosa and the war rig. This is a big opportunity for any war boy who wants to impress Immortal Joe. But many are too tired to make the trip. After all, life in the desert is draining. The boys who need to rest can make war another day. For now, they simply need to close their eyes and drift away. But one more boy, Nux, cannot wait for another day. He sees Max 
relaxed, dreary, but somehow still awake. Maybe Nux can use whatever keeps Max going to keep himself going too. Nux and his Lancer take to the road with Max acting as human guzzoline and hood mount. Surrounding their car are a dozen other vehicles with joyful drivers and lancers. Every warboy's face is pale, their stomachs ache, their bodies groan, but their minds all dream of the rest that awaits them in a mystical afterlife called Valhalla. The glittering paradise is something they can only reach when they take their final rest. When that day comes, when they finally reach Valhalla, everything will be light and soft. The seats of the war vehicles will feel like pillowy clouds draped in velvet. The terrain will be flat, and their vehicles will glide across the landscape with ease, delivering each warboy to a place of complete tranquility. But to first get to Valhalla, a war boy must be witnessed performing a valorous, shiny act. Here in the desert, every engine revs with the hope that today might be the day. Drum, 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 drum. Six massive drums each almost as tall as a man, played together in the back of a giant truck called the Doof Wagon. The sound reverberates across the desert, like a metronome counting out the cool, determined pace of the war party. The heartbeat of their journey. Drum, drum, drum. A lone musician strikes his electric guitar and begins to riff along with the beat, adding a pinch of spice to the musical wave rolling through the caravan. Completing this convoy is immortal Joe himself, driving a large, elaborate car, raised high off the ground and roaring proudly with gasoline. Not far away, another group catches sight of Furiosa and her war rig. 
But these are no war boys of the Citadel. They are nomads of the desert. All driving prickly cars that look like tawny little hedgehogs complete with round bodies and rust-colored quills. This new group is happy to see the war rig driving into their territory. Furiosa, on the other hand, is not so happy to see them. She signals to her caravan, trying to warn them of the danger approaching. One of the cars pulls ahead of the war rig and springs a trap placed long ago by the prickly adversaries. Annette flies up from beneath the sand and tosses the lead vehicle into the air. Furiosa and her war boys watch as the first of many war boys makes their journey to the fabled lands of Valhalla. Arching through the clear sky, trailed by curls of smoke and fire. Good night, lead vehicle driver. Good night, lead vehicle lancer. Sleep well in Valhalla. The rest of the caravan drives on. Nearby, one of the hedgehog drivers dislodges another war boy from his motorcycle. The war boy drifts through the air, chasing after his friends who are already fast asleep. Furiosa's war boy's dreams of Valhalla are truly within reach. Taking out just one pointy adversary in a blaze of glory and sleep could be just the ticket. Her war boys steel themselves against the oncoming attack and take aim at the prickly pursuit vehicles. Soon, only a few hedgehogs remain, and with Immortal Joe's caravan driving ever closer, it seems to Furiosa's war boys as if backup is on its way. Nux has taken the lead position in Immortal Joe's party. He zooms out farther and farther ahead of the rest of the caravan until he can almost touch Furiosa's war rig. But with the hedgehogs, Still causing trouble for Furiosa, Nux wonders if his glorious act 
will fall to the hedgehogs instead. He looks to his lancer and to Max strapped to the hood of his car. They will need to send each and every hedgehog to bed before intercepting Furiosa. Nux spins his car around one of the spiny fiends. Some more warboys from Immortal Joe's caravan catch up and join in. They encircle the lone hedgehog. Knowing sleep is near, the driver lets fly a glistening quill. His final act before resting his eyes. The quill lands in a warboy standing atop one of the pursuit vehicles. Warboys from both Furiosa caravan and immortal Joes look on. They know this is his time. He's going to Valhalla. The impaled war boy leaps off the vehicle, gliding through the air, shiny and chrome. Witnessed by all the war boys and now heading home. Up ahead, the wind billows the saffron sand into the endless sky. Billions of glistening orange specks look like a canyon wall as they climb up towards the sun. The engines of the many vehicles trundling towards the cloud are eclipsed by the deep rumble of the gathering wind. The drivers each take a deep, calming breath and ready themselves to enter the cloud. Furiosa pulls a cotton bandana up over her nose and mouth. Nux closes all the windows and dons some nifty shades. Max escapes his restraints and kicks one of his captors in the face. Now they are all ready to enter the swirling winds. The first car to hit the pillowy barrier floats backwards on impact. Furiosa picks up speed. Nux follows suit and the two vehicles push through the dusty barrier. Inside the light is dim and hazy. The dust floats around them in gusts, blowing up and down again, swirling around, creating pillars of amber. 
safe inside his car. Nux smiles broadly. The dancing sand is unlike anything he has ever seen before. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day, he cries. The deeper they go, the darker it becomes. By now, Max is very, very tired. He sees Nux inside the car, enjoying their ride and ready to journey off to Valhalla. Max wishes he could be in the car too. He raps on the back windshield until he makes an opening. He reaches his arm into the car. There, inside the metal cabin, the wind and the sand cannot touch him. Nux and Max each reach out their hands for the steering wheel. The car sways as they exchange control over the wheel until the car weaves in front of Furiosa and her war rig. The rig is steady on its path. Furiosa's engine is a constant, unwavering hum through the billowing wind. Without a single thought or care, Furiosa advances her rig through Nux's bobbing vehicle. Perhaps Valhalla is near because Nux and Max feel their bodies become heavy and see the light fade. And in the back of Max's mind, he hears the whispers on the wind, man.